Sorry. We're paying attention. Right. Yeah, that, that's the pay attention. Yeah, that, test. that was I was testing you guys. All right, we're gonna retry that. <laughs> welcome back, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Third Degree Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Stanley. I'm brought to you as always with my main man, Dylan Meadows. And this week, Rob is not with us. Rob is off for the week, but we have someone filling in for our dear friend Rob, a special guest. We have on with us. Zach Williams of the Afternoon Stretch on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Zach, how's it going, man? Feels good. Tell Rob he can kick rocks. Uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, we like Rob is going to love that message. He's going to be excited to hear that. He's upset he couldn't be here, but it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna hold it down. So listen, you're in Nashville. Dylan's in Nashville. I love Nashville. It's a great city. One of my favorite cities I've ever visited. Let's talk Titans, man. Let's talk Titans. We got preseason starting for a lot of teams this week. Some games tomorrow, some games Friday, obviously into the weekend. Had the Hall of Fame game already. So football, football is close. It's very, very close. We're all excited. So with the Titans, I want to start first at the quarterback position. Obviously, there's a lot of, I don't know if it's controversy. There's a lot of topic of conversation, though, this offseason. At draft time, round three, the Titans take Malik Willis out of Liberty. To me. A little bit of a surprise. No one thought he'd fall quite that far, but the Titans, they jump at the opportunity. They take a young, talented, dual-threat quarterback in round three. The controversy around that is Ryan Tannehill is locked up for a long time. How has that seemed around the organization? Obviously, Tannehill had his comments that some people took more offense to. Others didn't care quite as much about it, but how has it seemed with that situation around the Titans organization? Well, you know, I, I can't speak exactly for Vrabel. And, and, I mean, you guys follow Titans as well. Vrabel is, you know, he's a stone wall, right? Like, he's not going to let a lot of things get out. You can see, you know, just on a – you can ask him just a basic question, and he's going to answer it the same way as if you try to answer asking a hard-nosed question. Um, it's, a, it's a situation where I think Malik Willis, you know, we talked about it on the show uh, back when the draft happened, that it was a – just falling in their lap. You, you know you're going to be using a quarterback situation here in the future. Why not grab a guy? I, I, you know, sometimes when you just got to throw your draft boards out and say, let's just take best talent. And that's what the Titans did, in my opinion. Um, now, with that being said, it does cause the drama. It causes, you know, the clickbaiting, the, you know, who's going to be the starting quarterback. This is Tannehill's team. There's no doubt with that. Uh, Vrabel and John Robinson have been geniuses up till now. Every Titans fan at some point in their life has questioned one of them, if not both of them, uh, their entire step of the way. Nobody has 100% been in on Vrabel and, and Robinson at some point. There's, and there's been plenty of question marks that come up. You know, you go back to uh, a few seasons ago was Jadavion Clowney. Everyone thought that was a great idea. It didn't work out. Vic Beasley, everybody was like, yeah, that one was going to be weird. And then, of course, it worked out the way it did. Uh, and then last year, Julio Jones, take the risk, go for that. Uh, and people still question that and say, you know, the Julio Jones situation. And, you know, you have your camps on each side. The Ryan Tannehill versus Tom Brady. There's been a million of these that go all the way. And then you go into Mike Vrabel's side of this with the going for it on, you know, going for two or going the fourth and four or whatever it is. There's been plenty of those situations for him. Um, I think this wasn't a situation that was planned, that they were like, we're going to cause a quarterback drama, you know, controversy. This is Ryan Tannehill's team. He's the leader. He's the highest money dead cap that's going to be this season. I think it was a thirty-eight million or something like thirty-eight. Yeah, yep. thirty-eight million. It's a lot of money that he's going to be owed. And I have a feeling, you know, seeing him at camp. Uh, I, I, I think y'all y'all follow me on Twitter, so you mm -hmm. saw probably my my post about it. That was Malik Willis on the last day of camp before they headed to Baltimore. He he looked the best that he looked. Um, now, with that being said, it was against the twos and threes that he looked that good, but he, he still looked the best that he had looked. That doesn't do anything. You know, we're going to find out. I don't, I, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but, you know, as it is now when we're recording, tomorrow is the Baltimore matchup. Uh, but, you know, we're going to see him in live game action. He's probably going to have flashes. He's going to look good. And that's because he was projected to be a first-round quarterback. You know, we, he was projected to go in the ninth, uh, ninth pick. So... Uh, I think, once again, it's trusting the process of John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Uh, and they're not idiots. I, I think they're very smart, and they understand what they're doing. 
I don't think Malik Willis is going to even see the field in any kind of starting reps this season, which he should not. You know, as a culture of football fans out there, we we love to go out and say, you know, he's the hot thing and this quarterback, you know, he's the young guy. We're we're losing. You got to play your guys. And and my co-host Bruno Reagan, he talks about this being a former uh or well current professional player for the USFL, but uh had his time in the NFL, obviously Vandy as well. But he talks about, you know, this is these are these guys' jobs, these are their lives. You know, these coaches are are fighting every week. We forget about that. That, you know, these guys can be fired out next year. They may not have a job this same time next season. And so they you see a lot of situations where they'll play the young guys and try to figure it out. We've had it here in Tennessee. You go back in the past when Kerry Collins was the quarterback. And, uh, I mean, I remember sitting there against the Jets. It being, I don't know, at that time I was, I was 10, 15. I don't know. I was, I was young. And there is a fan. And the whole crowd is just screaming, Vince Young, Vince Young, Vince Young. And they eventually put him in. Well, you know, the story in the in the short term was good. But in the long term, you had a lot of questions on the mental side. And was he ready? And all this, you know, we play back and hindsight's twenty twenty. It's the same thing for Malik Willis. And it's the same thing for every young quarterback that gets in the league. They can't be thrown to the wolves right away. Not everybody is Joe Burrow and take them in their second year to the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. Majority of the time, these guys have to have some growing pains and they got to see the league. And, you know, let's face it, Malik Willis came from Liberty, uh, which isn't exactly, you know, top tier talent that he's facing every week. Obviously, he went to Auburn as well. But even quarterbacks coming out of the SEC, which is primarily your best football you're going to see at the college ranks are still not ready at times. And look at Trevor Lawrence and what he did last year, and we're going to see what he does this year. So the controversy is there. People, look, hate or love Tannehill. There's a lot of people that have, you know, they have the bad taste in their mouth from the Bengals game. And, look, I understand. I was there. I saw it. I felt it. Uh, The energy in that place at Nissan Stadium when it was Derrick Henry and he was back, the place went electric. I mean, we're in the press box and you just feel the ground just, you know, shaking right beneath your feet. And uh, even I think Keith Bullock was up there at some point. Uh, We were up there and he was even saying like, man, this place is pumped up. This place is ready to go. And then the interception happens on the first play. And I understand the three interceptions. It's inexcusable. This is my thought on Ryan Tannehill. I might be jumping ahead, but he's going to do enough to win the AFC South. I've said this many times. He's going to win the AFC South. He's, he's been good regular season. Even the times when he's been bad, he's still been good enough to win. Um, It's going to be the same book that we've read three times now, which is when Ryan Tannehill has to win the playoff game, it's not going to work, you know, because take away the AFC championship run, uh, 2019, I guess that was, and look at, you know, Derrick Henry going crazy against the Patriots, going crazy against the Baltimore Ravens, and they meet that Chiefs matchup where Henry, you know, he scores early, but then he's not, He's not able to move the ball anymore, and it's on Ryan Tannehill to find A.J. Brown or whoever to move the game. It doesn't happen. Then you go to the next year. It's the Baltimore Ravens that at home, Henry's not able to move the ball. The offense is looking terrible on on a historic bad defense as the defense finally shows up that year on that game and plays a really good game. The offense just once again can't move the ball. And then this last season, obviously, with the Bengals that we already talked about, Tannehill is going to get you to the playoffs. I just don't think he's going to be able to get you any better. He's not going to get you any further. If Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry can carry you. We've seen we've seen that happen. If Derrick Henry could carry him as far that he's gonna the Titans are gonna go as far as Derrick Henry can carry them. Uh, but with no Tannehill support, I just don't think the team's gonna do much with it. Now, with that being said, look, y'all also, this is this is your fault. You you brought on an afternoon drive host <laughs> uh to your podcast. So just expect not to talk the rest of the time. Uh but yeah, you're bring, good. It, yeah. bring it, man, bring it. With, bring it. With, Come on, bring it. With that being said, uh I, I look at what Tannehill's done so far and the success he's had, I wonder if is he gonna get any better? And you look at, well, I don't even know what year he's at now. And I, I think the answer is no there. Um, and I think this is also a place where Titans fans have to look back in themselves in the mirror and say, uh, Zach Mettenberger used to be your quarterback for this team. All right. You, you used to win three games. That, that's what you used to do. 
Uh, so you can Jake Locker, Jake Locker. I mean, the, the list goes on there. You know, clipboard Jesus. Like you had all these different guys who came in to be your starting quarterback at one point, and it never worked. And the Titans were in the dumps, and it was terrible the entire time. That you have to look at Ryan Tannehill and say, "Hey, we have we had beer problems. Now we have champagne problems." You know, Titans fans said that. That's my way of equating it. Titans fans had a taste of champagne. They, they were like, hey, we were at the AFC Championship. We have this team. We see the success. We're the smaller market that's finally blowing up here. Uh, and I think Titans fans need to take a step back sometimes and realize, look, Ryan Tannehill, I was one of the first people that came out against Ryan Tannehill. Well, this is terrible. He's not going to do anything. And I had to eat crow because I'm a big MMA fan. I'll always have a part in my uh, – there's a – I'll pull it out. There's a I got an autographed poster board of Marcus Mariota hanging in my uh, in one of our rooms I'm a here big, in the house. Big Marcus Mariota guy. Like I was exactly. the biggest Marcus Mariota fan, probably not in Tennessee. But hold on now, hold on, Justin. You gotta, you got. If you're gonna be Just a good dude, if you're gonna be a Marcus Mariota fan, you gotta say his last name right. See, it's Mariota. It's tomato, tomato. In my you're eyes. northern though, so yeah, I know it's it's, it's tough. yeah, it's it's tough. a you little know, different Yankees everywhere. Just can't get that name, right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Still, I mean, you look at that situation, and, and Tannehill, once again, has brought you out of the dumps. Vrabel's brought you out of the dumps. Uh, Robinson's brought you out of the dumps. This is a new world that the Titans are in that, you know, we're talking about this year. A lot of people think they're not even going to win the AFC South. If you look at the Vegas odds, and uh, they're they're the second place there in the plus money, which I think is a tremendous bet. But uh, you, you, you just have to look and say, look, we're in much better spots than we've ever been at as an organization since the early 2000s, obviously, uh, in the 99 season. So as a, as a unit, as a team, as, as a fan base, you know, that I see every single day and hear from every single day on our show, um, I, 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 I question them and say, look, you know, you can't be this fickle on Ryan Tannehill. I, I get that he's spending a lot of money on him, and I get you're upset about the Bengals, but right now he's – He's your quarterback, and he's the guy you got to rock with. And Malik Willis isn't going to touch that at all. Not this season. Next season, you know, we'll talk about it. But this season, and Malik Willis has no uh, – I, I feel like he has no pressure of, of playing a game unless it's the, it's the oh, shit handle, and we just have to worry and pull it and just hope that, you know, the, the, that we don't, don't need that Malik Willis cord in case Tannehill and Woodside goes down. Uh, and real quick, too. I would say if if it's in my book, they don't want to make him the quarterback two, but I think Malik Willis is easily the quarterback two talent wise on this team. Yeah, I think it's fair to say without a doubt, and uh, I, I think Zach, we could be in for that oh shit handle, maybe a little bit a little bit quicker than you anticipate. So as you know, the Titans' uh, bye week is in uh, week five, but uh, they have I believe uh, they start the the season off with the Giants, and then they play the Bills, the Raiders, and then they play um, the Colts, and I believe they play the Texans as well. Mm -hmm. So worst case, man, let's – again, worst case, what if they're one and four Mm -hmm. and the offense is barely getting 20 points a game? Like everyone's stuffed in the box for Derrick Henry. Everyone's knowing that it's like, all right, there's Bobby Trees out in the the perimeter and, uh, you know, the young buck and Traylon Burks. You know, we're basically just going to make Ryan Tannehill beat us, and the defense can only just hold up so well. If they are at one and four and going into that bye week, and again, I know Vrabel don't want to play him, and and there's reports already out that they want to redshirt him this year. Would there be a little bit of speculation to at least get him a few practice reps with the ones maybe take that bye week and actually just give it like a full live, maybe not scrimmage, but at least like a, you know, just live reps with the one defense just to kind of just get them a little bit prepared for a little bit of that perspective. And, you know, maybe just at least, you know, entertain the thought that way maybe at Thanksgiving, if it still haven't improved, just might as well just go ahead and go to the young kid because I really liked what you said earlier as far as um, Vrabel and John Robinson being geniuses because in a way they kind of are, especially coming from the Belichickian way of Mm -hmm. how to run the team as far as from the front office and from a team uh, perspective. They're in a transition, but they're not publicly stating that they're in a transition, but they're still very competitive. They're just already having a little bit of a – a thousand yard stare or a little bit of a five year plan, whereas right. M- Malik Willis and uh, Traylon Burks are obviously contributing to such. But 
Uh, I'm just saying, I guess what my question is, if they get off to a bad start and, again, it just doesn't look well, do you think that process could be sped up just a little bit further than uh, than anticipated? Uh I, you know, I'm not. I, I hate to answer stuff like I'm the head coach. They don't pay me millions of dollars to make those decisions. <laughs> but from my short time dealing with Rabel, uh, he's very stubborn. I, I think that he, yeah, he has a, his way. another Belichickian move. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't. The way they do it. I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I just think no. that he has a plan, and this is the plan. And and let's you know, let's say they do start off in this terrible, you know, spiral, which, you know, by the way, let's go back a year ago when we were all looking at the schedule that they were going to have where it was that Chiefs, Bills, you know, 49ers all the way through. And, we're like, and it was oh, no, rough to start off, there. yeah. But then they ended up winning. You know, they ended up winning through all that. It's like even as people who follow them, we still have to, like, we forget, like, oh, this team was first in the AFC last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, looking at that that situation, you know, once again, it's that, it's that emergency plan. No, I, I don't see Vrabel doing it uh, because he's not going to buckle. And Vrabel's not – Vrabel can have a bad year. John Robinson could have a bad – they could have a bad two years, really. They've afforded – yeah, they've afforded – yeah, maybe three at least. You know, they, they've definitely bought themselves some time for sure. They've got money in the bank right now. So, you know, with what they've done and, and you know, they, especially after the last season using, what, 91 players, I think, is what they ended up using last year. NFL record for most uh, players coming on and off the IR and pretty much within just the uh, the transaction pool as well. Exactly. So doing things like that, they, they figure it out along the way without making drastic changes. And, you know, if Ryan Tannehill gets injured, he gets, he gets injured. And that's just unfortunately what happens. I would see a trade happen before I see Malik Willis coming out there on uh, as a starting offense, uh, especially when you have a situation like you do in Carolina and Sam Darnold's just sitting there as a backup. So um, I, I think Malik Willis is just a situation where you they, they are going to let him sit there and just get a feel for the game because in two years he could be a really good starter. He's showing improvements every day and, and already. Know, yes, sir. Yeah. And his training camp too. He's, he's already, uh, you know, he's, he's getting work with Robert Woods mixed in. It's not, it's not all solely the ones and it's, it's here or there, but he he's getting that work to where he will, I, I think he'll be more comfortable but there's no need to throw a guy to the wolves. And that that's my that's my expectation. I, I don't live or die on if the Titans win or lose, though. So I'm not a part of that coaching staff, and I don't have that fear in my heart. But, uh, you know, and they may, and, and Brable may even have that. But uh, I, I do think that it, it, if they pull that card and they say, all right, Malik Willis has to play and everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, well, you know, Titans are in much worse spots, and, you know, we'll see what happens next year. I'm a firm believer. I don't think Tannehill's going to be back next year. Um, that that whole situation is going to be gone. Uh, I've said it on my show. Money talks. Yeah, money Yeah, for sure. It, it talks a lot. And outside of winning a Super Bowl, if he wins a Super Bowl, bring him back. But if he doesn't, I don't think I don't think he's doing it. But um, the – the uh, I've, I've talked about on my show that – you know, a big prediction is that next year Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. You know, and that's a whole separate Ooh. thing. And Whoa. Maybe, maybe I'm clickbaiting everybody Ooh. right now, but uh, <laughs> but I, I made that prediction last, you know, a few months ago or so, and uh, I just know right. I, I really know it in my in, in my mind that Tannehill's not going to be here uh, once again. If they win the Super Bowl, keep him. But if not, no. But uh, you know, Malik Willis has a future of being the Titans quarterback because he. He he's making rookie mistakes right now at camp, and uh, it's and this is this is coming from someone, not me, coming from my co-host who's been there and seen these guys in action playing on the field. He knows these mistakes, very very knowledgeable about the game, and he watched it and he said you can just see it. He's green right now, uh, but the days that he shows up, like he did that Tuesday or Monday, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. He 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 balled out, man. He he was balling He's out, on. and he was he was targeting guys. He was he was leading them. He was the assumption that he was making with some of the throws, like some of that stuff, isn't taught. It, it it isn't gained. It's just you have that in your mind. So there there's flashes for sure where you're like, this guy can do it if he can find it consistently, and they build the pieces around him, he can do it. Yeah, no, I like all. And Dylan, I want to comment on what you mentioned. Obviously, pulling that that emergency cord, so to speak. I think a good example of that and learning from that and what not to do is the Philadelphia Eagles 
two years ago when they did that exact scenario with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, all this guaranteed money wrapped up in the Carson Wentz. They go and draft Hurts in the second, even earlier than the Titans took Malik Willis in a guy who didn't really fall in their lap. He was right where, honestly, maybe even earlier than he should have been taken. Then obviously the fans are clamoring for the fun, new, fast toy. They got what they wanted. It's in and out. It's a disaster. That season's just lost. It's You punt the season. They they basically uh, tank tank the last game against Washington and that's a whole debacle to this day. But I think that that right there is what you don't do. Peterson got fired. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that, that that whole I got lost yes. his job for making that, that Unfortunate too. He should, he should yeah. still be there, but Nick no, Sirianni is doing absolutely. well. But, go but ahead, I, I think Justin, that I'm is sorry. just your learning of what absolutely not to do. Do not clamor to the fan base despite your plan. Stay strong. And I think the Titans front office, I think Vrabel are, you know, they're going to stick to it. I don't think I don't think we see Malik Willis. I don't think there's a chance unless maybe Tannehill gets hurt and it's all to hell. But we're talking about the Eagles. We're talking about draft day earlier with Malik Willis. I want to talk about something that you probably expect to be brought up. It's had to be a big topic within Nashville, within Tennessee. That's obviously A.J. Brown. Gets traded draft night to the Eagles. And the Titans acquire the pick to get Burks, of course, his replacement, so to speak. But from a Titans perspective, from – perspective from someone in Nashville around the team hearing from these other fans what the hell happened with AJ Brown we see him as the only you know second round receiver who was up for an extension didn't get it the only one who got traded the only one who seemed to just really have an issue in getting his money had to go somewhere else to get it what the hell happened there I don't know man what happened to him I, I missed that story, I guess over <laughs> you the didn't you didn't hear that one uh, uh yeah, it's only the biggest story. That <laughs> breaking happened. news here. Yeah, breaking news. I broke it's, that news, by the way. We're the first to tell you that this is happening to you, so that we, we need your immediate reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, the, the, you know, we I, I, I caught a little flack. I love catching around draft time. I love doing just stupid, you know, off-season, what-if things happen, and what-if trade proposals, and people are like, this would never happen. Blah, 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 blah. It's and the they, best. It's the best. Rattle yeah. the feathers. Rattle them. They, well, they tell me, you know, they're like, oh, you're an idiot, don't know anything, what you're saying, all that kind of stuff. And then A.J. Brown gets traded, right? Like, you know, it, it, and then everybody's like, what happened? Why didn't it happen? What what, what went wrong? And right, right before that, I put up one of those, uh, you know, what if Derrick Henry got sent to the 49ers for Debo Samuel and the Titans became a passing offense and they just changed everything about their makeup? You know, they're the only team to do what they do. So, and you have the 49ers who love running the ball too. Hey, there's, there's a possibility there. And people say, ah. Never would happen. Not worth it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, then a week later, A.J. Brown's gone, and they're like, who's our wide receiver? We don't know who it is right now. It's trailing, who's trailing Burks? Where's Arkansas at? I don't even know where it's on on the map. Uh, so I, I, I think this is my thinking of it because, once again, I'm just not in the coaching room, and you never know their thoughts of it. A.J. Brown had knee problems, man. He, he, that's been widely publicized, that he had knee problems and a, and a lot of work had went into his legs, and – when you're investing that much money in a guy who's not a focal point of your offense, and I think that's a lot. That was hard for a lot of Titans fans to come to grits with. That it didn't mean AJ Brown was your your offense. He was he was a part of it, but the Titans want to run the ball. That's they want to play off the play action. They want to run it down your face. They have uh, god tier talent sitting back there, and Derrick Henry, who we you know you don't see that every single year, and I think that. They made a call that said, look, we got a guy in this draft in Traylon Burks who is the same height and just a little bit leaner uh, or, or a little bit a little bit bigger that can get down to A.J. Brown weight um, and, and can do the same things. Uh, I have a buddy cheaper, that I did a cheaper. cheaper, much cheaper. Uh, and I had a buddy that does uh, – he's in Arkansas, a big Arkansas guy named Ty Richardson. He used to be a host of the show with me that here in Nashville. And he, you know, he called me that night or a couple nights after and was like, Hey, if you're going to lose AJ Brown, Traylon Burks is the, is the fit to that, that you need uh, because he matches that same energy, that same playmaker ability, that same big play down the field. And I got caught up in the, in the rhetoric that Traylon Burks, when we saw, um, we saw the situation with the, you know, the asthma and then he was overweight and all this. And it's like, Oh no, you know, this is terrible. Robert Woods off an ACL tear and 
and now this. You know, there's there's so much going wrong. And who's the Titans one? Who's their two? Who's any of them? Nick Westbrook, Akina. That's that's who you got. And uh, I'll tell you, at training camp, if there's one person that I have been turned completely around, it's Traylon Burks. Um, it's the Titans secondary, so you know, hey, let's take it easy. You know, but he is looking like an absolute monster. He and, and the only person you can compare him to to say, you know who this guy looks like? It's A.J. Brown. He looks just like A.J. Brown. So Wonderful. just the situation that I'm talking about um, where it's like you just got to trust. You got to trust Robinson and, and Vrabel. It's this one. And really, I think in this case, it's more trust Robinson because you remember what Mike Vrabel looked like on draft day. Yeah. He oh, was yeah. upset. You know, losing Traylon Bur- or losing A.J. Brown was you know that was devastating that's that's a that's a top end player uh, that didn't stay healthy that's the real problem and i think robinson put those two things together and said is the talent worth it are we getting the numbers you know if it, if it was like baseball we would talk about war what's his war look like is he is he better than what a replacement would come in and do for him right now and Traylon burks must have been able to do that and I, I will say right now it looks good it looks really promising I'll give you this too. I think you're going to see Traylon Burks become the red zone threat. That's going to be who Tannehill is going to look for. Um, that's going to be his outlet when the play breaks down and oh, I got to throw somewhere. Well, I know Traylon's over here. So um, I, I think that's something that you're going to see a big part of this, this Titans offense this year. And I, I said it on the show too. I think I, I it was like four days into camp. Maybe I said, uh, Titans, Titans wide receiver one by the end of the season is going to be Traylon Burks, and I'm, I bumped that up now. I'm thinking like week eight, week nine, week ten, somewhere about in there. Thanksgiving for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see Traylon Burks be a big part of that passing offense because once again, if if everything works out, this is this is the big what if. Can Derrick Henry stay healthy? Can they get the running game back to where it was a few years ago, or even last year before the injury? Uh, if they can do that. It, Justin and I could go out there and run routes and we'll yeah. find a way open because defenses just get sucked in. You know, they get sucked in and it's just it's just pitch and catch. Throw it. I mean, Khalif Raymond had a lot of success off this play, so it's not it's not like it's an impossible one. Any just AJ Brown can do it. He obviously was a phenomenal talent. We'll see if Traylon or Traylon can be that phenomenal talent. But um, I think if there's somebody that can do it coming in in that situation, being a rookie, being someone young like that, it's going to be him. I'm excited to see what he's going to do tomorrow oh, against yeah. Baltimore uh, and, and what he's going to bring to that team and the flashes. And he's going to have mistakes, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he gets exactly the same numbers that A.J. Brown did in his rookie year as a Titan, gets over that 1K number and, and, and you know brings a lot of attention to this team. Uh, through the passing game and becomes the number one. And, and I'm not saying that's a slight Robert Woods at all. I think Robert Woods is going to be a fine piece too. And uh, I think I, the, the wide receiver depth, I was talking with this uh, with a couple other media members um, from my competition. And uh, they, you know, they, we were all saying the same thing. Like, hey, this wide receiver depth is not as I bad agree. as we 100%. all thought it was. Uh, right. It, there was a lot. I mean, even guys right now, Kyle Phillips is. I was going to say, jumping. Kyle Phillips is. I believe he's getting starting uh, slot reps and actually uh, running with yes. the ones in the red. And, and look, not just running. Tannehill's throwing to him, mm-hmm. and he's catching it. He's catching That's wonderful. Every single time he's throwing it. And once again, hey, Titans secondary, let's let's all take a second to breathe a little bit on that. But still, it's it's against the ones. And Kyle Phillips is looking really, really good. You know, shout out to all the Mason Kinsey believers out there. I don't know if it's, they're not going to take both of these small <laughs> white guys at wide receiver. I don't know right. if that's going to happen. Uh, but it's it's. I think Phillips is is going to be a big part too. That is going to be more of a surprise, kind of like the Khalif Raymond was when you know he would just show up and they had a designed one play for him that he just worked out every time. We could see Kyle Phillips do that, and and NWI is is looking good. Westbrook Keen is looking really good right now. Um, you know, he's I think. I don't think he's going to take some large leap into you know their situation for wide receiver, but I think he's going to be good for the spot that he is. He's going to do something like he did last year, which is good. That's what you want from him. Uh, and Robert Woods is going to be a more consistent Julio Jones. That's not hard. And I think, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And then Traylon Burks is going to be a you know a value uh, AJ Brown. That that's where I think. And and you know the trade. It was a problem, obviously. Everybody freaked out about it. My, 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 the 
best part is, see, I love Titans Twitter. I, I love just watching them burn themselves down the second something happens. And I think I tweeted it out right as the trade happened. I was like, oh, man, Titans fans are going to hate A.J. Brown in a day. And sure enough, now A.J. Brown is, I mean, he canceled his camp here because he thought somebody was going to beat him up at his camp here in Nashville. Let's say they still and, hate him. Oh, yeah. oh they, they're going to hate him. They're going to be preying on his downfall all season long. I mean, you know, hopefully he doesn't get injured. But when he does, because he probably will, he's going to miss time. People are going to jump out of the woodworks and mm. see, look, this is why we should have traded him. What a great move. John Robinson's a hero. He's a genius. And all the same things that we're going to say, it's just mad libs at this point with John Ro- Robinson, where it's just take take the player name out, DeMarco Murray, you know, and it's like, whoa, my gosh, we get, how dare you get rid of DGB? And then all of a sudden, DeMarco Murray is just amazing for the Titans that time, too. So it's just that he's going to do this time and time again. And once again, it's just it's trust the process. You have to because th- these guys have done it so many times. Uh, and it's it's crazy to me that people keep questioning them every time. Every time Robinson makes a deal, every time he makes a move, somebody's like, what a moron. He's an idiot. I can't believe this. We need to get him out of here. And, you know, eventually you go back it to starts the, hitting. <laughs> it starts hitting. Go back to the uh, Robisky times really, really quick. All right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that that's just that's where Titans fans got to remember, hey, we're, we're, we're way in a different league now than when we were. Uh, back then so yeah just that trade it was it was funny it was funny to see that happen and and i i revel in like i said watching titans twitter just divulge into a puddle oh, yeah. of the chaos is fun and uh it happens it happens every year and they could look they could lose they could go one and four and and people would forget when they were two and four and ended up going to the afc championship and that's what mm-hmm. i'll come out of my show and say is hey do you remember when they were two and four and here turned comes everything Ryan around? Hill, and here we go this year they have an extra game to do it compared to that year. So, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, that 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 whole rhetoric is is so fun to me. But, uh, yeah, the trade, though, when it happened, I think everybody was, you know, shock and awe and couldn't happen to a better guy in A.J. Brown who tweets literally his entire monologue inside of his mind. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But I think I think the Traylon Burke side of it, it really did work out, I, 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 and I, and and that's early. I know I'm being look. I said I started the hype train a while ago now, uh, but I, I, I'm just seeing what I'm seeing so far. You you see the athleticism, you see the playmaking ability, and you see the trust with Tannehill. And that's another thing with Tannehill being a veteran that he is. He's been around these guys, you know. He's been around these guys and mold them. So that's another benefit of having Tannehill as your quarterback. You know, he he's going to be able to bring these guys up. You know, could you imagine if Billis was alone and having to also deal with a rookie wide receiver? That'd be a nightmare. And and um, so that's just another benefit. That's yeah. Um, so quick disclaimer, and maybe Dylan was going to. I th- maybe Dylan may have mentioned this to you prior to this. Maybe he was going to mention it right now. Disclaimer is I'm an actual Eagles fan. So <laughs> I I'm a very Hey, hey, man, we, we all do. got our problems do. and downfalls. And the the funny story about A.J. Brown is, obviously, <laughs> I watch a lot of Titans football. I like the Titans. I'm like a, It's like a secondary team, if that makes sense, like the AFC side of things. When the Eagles acquired A.J. Brown, I think I had as much of like a mental breakdown as Titans Twitter probably did. But like on the positive side of it, I was ecstatic. <laughs> um, right. Co-host Rob, he uh, – <laughs> I remember him being pissed because he actually wanted a Burks – or Jameson Williams or one of these guys. So it was very funny to see the opposite ends kind of colliding there. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I think Burks is like perfect symmetry when it comes to just being plugged right into that offense, plugged into the role that AJ Brown obviously played for a few years with the Titans. And I think it's, it's going to be a pretty, I don't want to say seamless, but as you said, you know, week eight, it's going to not even skip a beat. Mm-hmm. I think Traylon Burks is going to be the number one receiver for them for a long time. Yeah. And honestly, he's probably going to lead the team in receiving this year if I had to pick a guy. Well, he's so, yeah. going to be the number one receiver for four years. And then Titans <laughs> will trade him, just like did A.J. Brown. Uh, it makes, second, it makes sense economics. Why not? That's just simple economics. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I think it's going to be a situation for, like, when Robert Woods was with the Rams where he didn't really know who their mm-hmm. one was. And now Cooper Cooper. Cooper Cup blew up, obviously, this last season. But before that, it was they're both really good wide receivers, good op- good options on both sides, and I think that's where you're going to see it. They're both quasi-ones. 
Uh, when Traylon starts catching up to the speed of the game, which is going to be a problem no matter what for any, uh, you know, for any, any player that's getting in the league. Once once he's caught up and been going, I, I don't think that'll take that long. Uh, and like I said, in camp, it already seems like they have great rapport. So uh, Titans fans should feel good about that. They, they really should. And, you know, there's been Titans fans, obviously, that have been out there for training camp and, and seen it. They've had them out there uh, most days, I think, for training camp this year uh, over there at the new f- facilities with the St. Thomas Sports Park. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's looking good. I'm telling you. I, 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 I picked the Colts to win the AFC South about three months ago when we were early talking about everything. And it's completely changed my mind now. The, 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 we're we're just all so quick to hyper uh, jump the boat, if you will. And and this team, they Titans fans so should be very. Excited. I actually I actually wanted to talk about the Colts. Um, so you bringing them up now is big. Obviously, the division outside of <laughs> big for the show, big for the show. You know, keep the keep the train rolling. That's that's always oh, yeah, what absolutely. it is. Absolutely. So obviously, the Texans, <laughs> the Jags. No one gives a shit. They're just kind of there for now. The Texans had their, you know, fling with Watson and that whole situation. They're an afterthought. The Jags or whatever. Do you really think? Uh, yeah, you need to. You need to. Just, I know you're, you're probably going with that. You need to watch out for the Jags. I think this year. I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be how the Texans were a few years ago with Deshaun Watson's last season, uh, when he played his last season playing, where they, they may only win three games. But they're going to be down to the wire every single time. I, I, oh, I kind of like the Lions I'm last not, year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you know, yeah. they're, you're going to give teams heart attacks. They may not win, but they're not going to be some easy, you know, just knock them out and go kind of team. I don't think so. Hmm. Christian yep. Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. These these guys and then Marvin Jones still there. These guys are not pushovers, and their defense was already pretty good. I mean, look what they did to the Bills last year in that game. Uh so that there's there's definitely some, you know, don't don't sleep on the Jags so much that way. But go ahead well, with the Colts. I, honestly, I'm now I'm kind of interested in talking about the Jags now that we're going that road, but we'll stick with the Colts. So <laughs> do you think the acquisition of Matt Ryan I would say Matt Ryan's maybe an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but do you think the acquisition of Matt Ryan puts him in a better position to actually compete with the Titans this year? Or how do you kind of see that shaking out with him? Obviously, he's not the MVP he once was. He's getting old, but is he still capable of getting it done? All the all the questions coming out of camp is that this guy still looks good and and – Colts are never out, man. You you know, even when Jacoby Brissett was their quarterback, you know, back then, they're never they're a good, well run team. That's just how they're gonna be forever. And, you know, Michael Pittman this year is gonna have to take a step up. I was a little surprised that they didn't try to get more wide receiver. Yeah, huge question um, mark. To to go alongside right. she didn't need much. And look, Will Fuller's still out there. He would be a huge asset uh to adding to that team. Uh, but I think Matt Ryan is he's still going to be good enough to be cause damage to teams. Uh, and like I said, the Colts are still going to have a good defense. They're still going to have a good offensive line. They have Jonathan Taylor, uh, who you can make an argument for number one running back uh, in, the, in oh, yeah. the NFL right now. Uh, I think him and Derrick Henry switch, go back and forth. So there's, there's a lot of place there where the Colts could easily, you know, dominate in the NFL and the, the, the race between the Titans and the Colts as it's been for the past few years is just as tight as it's ever been. Um, it does feel a little bit of, they're just keep trying this whole, it's almost like the Broncos, but like a great value brand of it where they just get some old good oh, quarterback yeah. and they never shove them in there and they're like, all right, let's see if this can work out. And yeah, you know, and, and, it, and it might, but until we see Matt Ryan fail, uh, I, I'm not going to bet on Matt Ryan failing. Uh, he's he's a good quarterback, and last year you look at the the literal garbage he was playing with last year with Calvin Ridley basically not there, and um, I mean who who their, their best running back was also their best wide receiver. Uh, so you know Cordero Patterson who never. Had never had a good year all of a sudden just has this great year because simply he was the only talent that they mm-hmm. could throw the ball to, and Matt Ryan just kind of had to just grin through it and deal with it. Now he's got legit talent around him. Like I said, with Pittman 
And then, obviously, Naheem Hines is not going anywhere. He's still going to be utilizing that pass game just like he has been the few years. Uh, and and uh, I can't remember who's it's at the uh, Titans. Uh, Mo right Cox, they, but they, they also somebody. drafted uh, Jelani Woods out of Virginia. And they really like uh, Alex mm-hmm. Pierce. on the. I believe uh, Alex right. Pierce was uh, on the official depth chart as the wide receiver, too, on the first release as well. So they really like him as a perimeter threat as well. And Mo Alley-Cox yeah. is uh, a giant. He's like <laughs> seven foot twelve or something. It's crazy. So you know, you, you there, there's still talent there. Once again, just don't ever count out the Colts. You know, especially when you look at the Tennessee Titans and their history with the Colts, and obviously Andrew Luck going unbeaten. And uh, you can't, you just can't say, well, the Colts are going to pack it in because Carson Wentz had two bum ankles last year and he looked terrible. You know, I, I, I thought that was, you know. Personally, he was yeah. injured, I think, the entire season. Obviously, there's no excuse for how the Jaguars game went at the end of the season for them. But uh, I don't think it was fair to like, throw him out. 100%. Uh, and, and just bring someone in. I think they gave, that was giving in. To yeah, it was all, yes, sir. That was all Jim Irsay and his buddies. You know, it just, you know, a couple, yeah. couple rounds of golf, too many, a couple cocktails at the cocktail or at the roadhouse, yeah. just a little bit too much. <laughs> A couple boozy Susie's running the oh, yeah. uh, well, Colts That's, over, that's a little know? bit of uh, uh, just it just out. goes with those risk guys, man. You know, you 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 know, you've been rocking so long. You know, you, you just kind of just carry around a little bit of uh, extra substance to kind of just uh you know maybe drink a little bit of Aaron Rodgers tea to right. kind of really uh, open up your mind and kind of let it all mellow out, man. You know, just kind of see where the world takes you. Hang out with yeah. Mother Ayahuasca, right? Like, just, you know, do all that stuff, man. It's, it's all going to happen. It's you know, <laughs> marijuana, not legal, but you know what is legal? That's, yeah, that's fine to do. Apparently, you can do that <laughs> and win a couple of MVPs back to back. It's incredible. You know, I'm surprised that uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady's not out, you know, just kind of just. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, it's it's tough, man. You know, you go. You're talking about a guy who has been involved with. You know, both guys have been involved with winning teams. Obviously, um, I, I like I like Vrabel's style more with the risk because I, I personally, you know, if you're if you have a chance to go for it or whatever to go for the win, you know that's going to be Vrabel every single time. He's gonna he's gonna put his nuts on the table and say let's let's do this. Um, but it's 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 two different styles that I think are that it's it's just couldn't be any more the head coach for the Colts and the head coach for the Titans. That's just they they for summer they're intertwined. That's going to be forever rivalry that's going to continue on and um, you know in the in the lack of rivalries that there are nowadays in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I, it's uh, – man, yeah, I would, I would rather have Rabel too. It's just it's, – it's, who knows, man. You can't count – the AFC South, a lot of people keep saying they're the NFC East of the AFC. Um, where Anyone can win the really division, nine matter and, wins. You know, hell, maybe even eight wins can win for all the division. I, that's – that's what's being said right now, but Texans, they believe look, I know that they're in, in their situation right now. Don't count out Davis Mills. Brandon Cooks is still a – he is a dog. And you have Marlon Mack back down there who, you know, was healthy last year, but Jonathan Taylor just blew up. And you're like, if you're the Colts, what do you do? Uh, and so they get rid of him. Mar- let's not forget, oh, yeah. Marlon Mack was a dog so for that injury. And if he has – Nico he Collins is a perimeter playmaker yeah, on, the, on the outside uh, as well. I mean, so again, team, the Texans, they know they're in the rebuild mode, mm-hmm. but they, they're, they're, they're playing with house money. They could still do damage. Yeah, they can still do damage. And it's also the NFL. You know, the, there's no bad teams in the NFL. These games are still close. You're going to have some blowouts, you know, the – the, the Tom Brady and the Patriots on that snow game against the Titans when they blew them out by 50. That doesn't happen a lot. That's not 
it's not that way. These games can go any way. And just like you were saying, the Lions last season, you know, the, there's teams that are good. I think the AFC South is going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And I wouldn't see if two teams get into the playoffs through the AFC South and, you know, Colts with a wild card and Titans with a AFC South win or vice versa. Either way, uh, they're, they're going to be a problem. And especially with the AFC South playing the AFC West this year, um, that's also going to be, you know, those are going to be some really good games. Those are going to be really, really good games. And, you know, we might chalk up the Houston Texans versus the, versus the Chargers as, well, they're just going to steamboat them. But so it, the Chargers could be happen. a 10-point favorite and, uh, you know, the Texans you know, actually, just, you know, or they beat the Texans by maybe a field goal, like something like that happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So – uh, none of these teams, I, I think all, I, I'm not going to say the, the Jags or the Texans have a chance to win the AFC South, but I do think they're going to be dangerous. And I think the, the Titans are, you know, the favorites still in the AFC South, but the Colts are going to be right there with them, man. And, and look, let's, we always say it every time any, you know, anybody who bets, you know, in Nashville, yeah, I don't know in Pennsylvania yeah. if it's legal yet. Uh, it is. Okay. So in Nashville, you know, obviously it got legal here a few years ago and, uh, that was the, the. The, the rhetoric of that is how does Vegas always get it so right? You know, they always put it within a point of, of getting, how do they do that? You know, and you can't turn away that they're, they're picking the, the Colts to win. Their Colts are minus favorites. And that, that there's, I think there's only three teams that are minus favorites on, on conference division winning across the NFL. It's the bills, it's the Colts and the, the bucks and maybe the Packers it might be four, but outside of that, that's there, you know, it's pretty close everywhere else. So, um, we call them time travelers that, on the you know, show. You gotta, you gotta that's surprising. That yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's cheap for sure. It's all rigged. I don't, you know. Yeah. Who was, was that um, running back that did uh, that for the Bears? Uh, and he came out like, everybody. Thought, oh no, it was uh, Benny Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham. He's basically yeah. like, it's all yeah. rigged. Benny like, Cunningham. Like, that's who it is. Or we're not supposed to say anything. Yeah, it's all rigged. Yeah, we signed something. That's it. Yeah, we signed something. If Rob was on. If Rob was on here, conspiracy. we'd have a no hour long. Just like, all right, so here's what I'm thinking with that, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's the Alex Jones you know, show. Just, is, that, is that what it is? Just throw a dart at any conspiracy theory on the board and just be like, you know, do we really need quarterbacks to play this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, Henry proves that's that you don't. Example, you, know? like, you do not. But listen, <laughs> man, um, we got a few more questions. We don't want to keep you on long or on too much longer. Obviously, you... hey, baby, I'm not on <laughs> air until tomorrow. So I love whatever it, you got, one, I'm here. One one particular person I want to talk about with the Titans <laughs> that we kind of talked about, kind of danced around, is Rabel. Obviously, the man's he's an enigma of his own self. Former player, Super Bowl champion. The oh, dude is just. Ass. It's freaking Mike Rabel. Like, he, yes, he is a badass. He is just a – to me, when you look at all the other coaches in the league, you got, like, the Nick Sirianni's, like, these, this skinny little twig of a man. Then you got Mike freaking Rabel over here. As – exactly. In, the alpha male. I mean, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Is To you, is that what <laughs> separates him from, you know, some of these other coaches and how he connects with his players and how he gets them going is just that alpha male mentality? You think that's what it is? Uh, I think he, you know, you look at, at Vrabel and, you know, coming from the systems that he came from, obviously, and, and this is a guy who's, he's been there and done that, everything that these guys are trying to achieve, you know, that that's one thing. Uh, and he, I, I would put a lot of money on that, the way that he is in front of the cameras, in front of the media, is not exactly the way he is behind the doors. I think he's very much a, a team-first coach. He's a player-first coach, and he wants to uh, make sure the players are, in, you know, are, are heard, and he trusts a lot of good leaders are, are, are people who delegate. That's in any kind of – whatever you do. You know, it doesn't matter if it's sports or radio or banking, whatever. If you're a good leader, you delegate. And Vrabel is a leader. He, mm-hmm. uh, he does a lot. I don't know. Do you all know who Les mm-hmm. Brennan is? Have you all ever heard of him? Yeah. He's a big-time motivational speaker, and – uh, Vrabel does local motivational oh, hits awesome. with Les Brown on their, you know, here in Nashville. And they, you know, when there's a big convention, leadership convention and stuff like that, my guess is, um, not knowing Vrabel personally, cause I don't, 
but uh, knowing a lot of people around him and, and you know, uh, different avenues and things like that, uh, I, I have a feeling this guy's a big leadership guy. Uh, I think he, yeah. he's like the, you know, you know, Jocko Wilnick. He's like a big, I feel like he's okay. like a big Jocko Wilnick kind of guy. Just, you know, does, does things Owns a certain it. way, lives Just a certain way and, uh, and owns it and owns it. And, but, and he, I think he just delegates really well. Cause you hear him talk about, um, it's something I've actually wanted to ask him to see if like, you know, what, what books you read, what things I might do at the next training camp just, just for it, because I've always wondered what it is he does for himself as a leader. But, um, you know, he talks about Taylor Lewan. He's like, you know, that guy's, that guy's a leader on this team. We love the way he uses his leadership to be vocal and practice and all this. The same with Ryan Tannehill, you know, he trusts his leaders of the team. And I think that's something that's big for a team, uh, and, and success of any team. Once again, just, any profession it doesn't matter what uh and i think vrabel is just a guy that lives that kind of life and and he's seen a certain way and he took a lot of the good things of what belichick does with the patriots but he maybe dropped some of the bad things he does does have a personality you see it come out and you see him hang out i mean yeah you see when he you know he walks in to bussing with the boys when he did that episode and and he's you know like hey daddy's home you know what i mean like like the, there's some of that where he's gonna bring that idea out, but it's 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 fun it's 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 you know it's locker room humor kind of stuff that you know you can't say anything nowadays like that but it's that kind of stuff that uh i think he brings to football where football can live in that world that when i talk to other football players who played at high levels uh, and I tell him some of the things that I hear, you know, Brable say, you know, on the field. And he's like, God, I, they're, you know, they're football guys who have won at high levels. And they're like, that's the way it needs to be. You know, you need a guy like that who who brings it out of you. You know, uh, a, a person that I do uh, another broadcast with, uh, he played he played for Vanderbilt as well. It's not Bruno, but uh, a guy named Joe Townsend who he's a football guy, put it in, you know, just any kind of thought that you have, that is who Joe is. And he played with the James Franklin era, uh, the last successful area for, for Vandy. And he talks about Franklin as, you know, this guy's a football guy, he's a maniac, he's coming at you, you know, you're just walking across the hall with him and he's grabbing your neck and throwing you down. It's like, are you going to give me 100% today? You know, and you're just like, yes, sir. And like, you know, you would run through a wall for him and, and he talks about when he hears stuff that I talk about with Rabel, he's like, that's the kind of mentality you got to have to have a winner. Um, and I think that, you know, I think he's fair, but I think he's aggressive in the right ways. And I think he trusts his guys. I think that's just part of it. Once again, he delegates really well. So uh, you see it. You just see it. You know, some people just naturally have it. And he's one of those guys, you know, obviously he's also a huge guy and he, there's no player that can come up to him and say, well, you know, I'm making this much money and blah, blah, blah. This guy's been there and done that. He can tell, well, shut up. Right. I, I wonder it. how many rings do you have right now? You know, yeah, I, that's I, a I can, quick little text. You fall down with the weight of my rings right now. So, get him out of uh, trade. I'm like, just one of the two. Like, just, exactly. And they're so connected. You know, they're yeah. so connected. J-Rob is, once again, from the same area. You know, you, you come from that same kind of, that cut from the same cloth. But, uh, I think they're just two guys that, once again, he's like, I control the team, I control Front what happens office, on the field, scouting, and this guy controls everything. what happens, just, you know, yeah. on the outside of the field. Exactly, and they just trust each other. And you got to have that once again, you know, just like just like you guys with a podcast here, you got to each person has a role, and you got to trust that that other person is going to do their role. And like I said, that's that's something that you can have across any business, whatever. Uh, if, if you're not delegating power down to someone else and trusting that they're going to do it and then also have people that can do it, you're not going to find any success in anything. So um, it's 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 definitely a, a big factor and a big trait that I think yeah, might Yeah, I love that, man. I, I, like I said, even from afar, Vrabel is just a guy that I think anyone wishes he coached their team. You, I mean, you see it on TV. You see him getting his hands in the dirt, hitting, you know, warming up with players, hitting dudes with pads on. Like, it's just – that's a guy you want coaching your football team at any level for that matter. It's just incredible. But listen, man, 
I have one final question, but before we mm-hmm. get there, Dylan, do you have any questions for Zach before we let him get on with his night? No, absolutely not. Uh, we've kind of just kind of covered every bit of our talking points anyway with a little bit of uh, off-script things. But, I mean, we, we told Zach already before, oh, yeah. that's just kind of how we roll anyway. You know, we try to stick to as many topics as we can. But then again, we pride ourselves in being authentic and real people and just kind of just – you know, having real conversations, nothing forced, you know, just kind of just going with the natural flow. And, you know, it just kind of just, it is what it is. Again, good vibes only here. Yeah, absolutely. No, hey, I'm having fun. So whatever y'all want to ask. I can give you a, like a like a mean, you know. Oh, uh, let's say, I, 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 I grew up in Memphis. Whatever so you we, want, we, man. We can we, we can, we can exchange real. some barbecue recipes now if we need to. That, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast episode that we can do again. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively on barbecue recipes, I'd listen. That's for damn sure. But we're talking yeah, about food. That's go. what I actually wanted to ask you about. It's not even about football <laughs> at this point. So I, I've been the natural. No, okay. no, 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 hot chicken. No, 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 no. I've visited Nashville too many times to ask a question about hot chicken. It's delicious. I love hot chicken, but I'm not going to ask you about it. This is more of like a Dylan. Would you say it's like a it's like a test? It's a question. It's not a test question, but the question is the test. What is your go to food spot in Nashville? Now, I don't, I don't want a mainstream ass answer. I want a off the beaten path food joint that next time I'm in Nashville, which is hopefully soon, mm. sooner rather than later, I can go to and have my mind blown. Okay. okay. That's even let me, better. Let me give you three. Let me give you three here. One is a uh, big sponsor mm. of our show. And that's not the reason why I'm saying it, but it's called slim chickens. It's, I think, one of the best chicken places here uh, locally. There's three. It's a, it's a franchise, sure, right. but it's not. It's like a southern franchise, so they're not really. They started in Arkansas, but they only have three here. But it's a, uh, it's, it's much better. Like, don't go to the party fouls and all that kind of much, crap. Much, that stuff better. Sucks. much like, better. Much better. This place is much better. Uh, food much wise. better. It's a fast better food. quality. Yeah, you've had it before. Much, okay, oh good. God, good. So you know better. what's up there. Um, If you're wanting to like have a fancy evening in downtown, uh, there's a place called Bourbon Steak. It's at the top of the JW Marriott Hotel. Like you're gonna get out of there like with you know a hundred dollars. So that's an interesting plug there. That's but an interesting plug you know, because it's, it's, Dylan actually works at the JW. Isn't that right, Dylan? Oh, so you know the bur- you yeah you yeah, you know the bourbon steak then right? So that's that's a fancy Hands place. Hands down, there. best steakhouse. Yeah, I mean, I've been there a couple times. Down. It's, the it's views, delicious. To literally look all around the skylines, taking every bit yes. of the city, especially the nightlife, and the bar itself actually extends out from the building. It mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful restaurant, and again, just the. I was going to say the Wagyu, bro. Like, I got that eight mm, man, Wagyu and the table and... side old fashioned. Just mm-hmm. ooh, yep. It's delicious. Yeah, the little fry flight. Yeah. And y'all do the fry. Mm-hmm. They do the fries thing where you just get these like duck fat fries. Yeah, man. That's that's solid. But third one, you know, for somewhere like going to a game or, or, or not going to a game, but going to maybe like watch a game or something like that. Uh, I, I love mm-hmm. there's a place down yeah. there called the Southern. Uh, that's downtown Nashville as well. Um, and they have. Like, just trust me on this. They have this meatloaf that is just, I mean, it's to die for. It, it's amazing. And I get it. It's like, ah, meatloaf, you can do that at home. It's, there's something different about this meatloaf. Uh, but it's kind of your mid-range. So, like, I'm giving you tears there. Like, you know, Slim's, then it's, then it's you know, for price range, and then Slim's, and then uh, the Southern, <laughs> and then Bourbon Steak's going to go way up there. So Three, four hundred at Bourbon Steak, least, one, you, don't, you don't worry about it. That's, that's the money. Just prepare. Yeah, okay, I think the last yeah, time I went there, we right. dropped it was it was about three eighty or something like that. But me and my wife, but it was you are. You know, it's one of those like you go it's out an there, experience. You're, you're it's, doing it for yeah, the it's night. incredible you know food. I mean? like, that's again, your incredible thing. views. So, and and, it was delicious, you know, beautiful everything. So yeah, you're right. That's the experience. But again, you're right. Totally worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, in I'm in the lobby bar. I'm in the lobby bar. There's only there so much. I can give you a drink before you head up to the fancy place. That's, <laughs> I can only do so much. <laughs> we try. No, we try. So, 
Oh, well, we tried. So the reason we the tried. reason I actually asked that is because we I don't know we everybody that I know has been to Nashville has never heard of this spot that Dylan took Rob and I to actually last time we were in town, which was last December, is, is a burger joint. I would say it's a burger joint. Dylan, would you call it yeah, a burger yeah, joint? Burger, burger craft beer but, type joint. But yeah, good stuff. Got the games on, all that good stuff. A spot called ML Rose. Have you been? You had it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Yep. It's, my wife loves there. Best yeah, burger I've a, ever had. And I, cool I needed to ask, basically, my, my whole point asking about the food was, one, I have great food recommendations now for the future, which is awesome. But just to test if you've you've been to ML Rose, because mm-hmm. I, since December, I just dream of the burger. Like, I haven't had a burger as good since, and it's a problem. Yeah. And Dylan, <laughs> Dylan goes all the time. He lives right near it. So he just I'll send, go, send yeah, like the burger and, just, and like the flight of like local bullshit. beer and just you know just like oh it's just a random Tuesday and just you know there's the Braves on and you know here's just a flight of beer and just this amazing burger that just that just can just take about ten minutes just to drive to yeah oh major flex like <laughs> yeah just major. the subtle flex you subtle know, flex and I'm here just. Yeah, because in Pennsylvania, what, what are y'all eating yeah, up like there? Y'all eating like cold sandwiches, sandwiches or something like that. Yeah, they're naming cheesesteaks John and <laughs> anything else is a John. And I'm that's still Philly. Zach, I'm, that's, that's, that's our that's inside Philly. joke that I'm still trying to get is how they, these people can literally just just pick up a word and just be like, you know, what? we're going to use that word to describe anything at any random occurrence or time or anything. It's a, it's very John, if you ask me. <laughs> I've never said John seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, the north is the north is a flavorless mm. uh, area. So when you get down to the south, you start to Bourbon, get, you know, like, ooh, like, pepper, oh, and spice. Uh, yes. You know, like that's the kind of stuff you start hearing. Like oh, you're from, you're not wrong. The north, uh, aren't you? I'll have a pop, peppermint. Please. Oh, peppermint. Ooh, spicy. You know that kind oh. of stuff. That's when you're like, pop. First I don't like, say pop. That's that's yeah, Pittsburgh. Pop, that stuff pisses me off. Look. I'm see. I'm born and I'm born and raised here in Nashville. All right, I'm, I'm from this area, and it's, it's like the California, the Northeast, the yeah, north or, or the Northwest, or wherever. And just every time, yeah, you just can. You know, they say <laughs> one word, and you're just like, I know who you are. You know, and they're like, so what's what's right ooh, there. there's so much sugar in this tea. You know, things like that. I'm just you like, leave. Not from around yeah, these parts. Leave, absolutely. I'm, no, not from the hollow. I don't understand this language. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> there's there's a yeah. lot of good food, Oh, my man. God, yeah. There's a lot of good food in this area. Uh, there's tons of places. Uh, another place mm-hmm. that's it's a cool little place called yep. T-Line. It's a curl yeah. bar. Uh, like the winter sport. You curl? They've, they've Wait, got some you can bomb curl food at over there as well. They do bowling place? Stuff. No shit. Yeah. It's a cur- and it's an Olympic qua- it's Olympic ice like uh, so the f- the owner of it uh, okay it, here's your hmm. football connection. yeah it's Mark Bolger uh, Mark Bolger Jared Allen Michael Ruse and Keith Bullock are all uh, I'm I'm still thinking they're still the ownership group I know Mark's still there but uh, uh but yeah those you know they're the ones who opened it and Jared and Mark are that's like awesome. trying to wow. the USA uh, curling team you know that's like their thing they're legit curlers uh, and uh, the place is super fantastic and just it, that's off the beaten tra- beaten path there for you if you ever want to try something it's a it's a cool it's a cool spot and they got some really good food yeah, oh, yeah. Wings there i'm a big wing guy and i don't double you know, dogs your wings suck i'm not i'm not double dogs and i test them double dogs wings. is the place yeah you know that's uh i got i got a I did controversy like when I went, man. I've been. Oh, okay. I they've got that one up here. They got one up here in Summer County in, uh, as well. And, it's just you know, those double that, crispy. Rafferty's. Okay. Yeah, I like Rafferty's. Are. Rafferty's. They're owned by the same group, you know. So it's the they're they're good, but yeah. I wasn't oh, yeah. huge. I'm, right. I'm a wing snob, man. If I'm not smoking well, them myself, point, then I'm not. You have a finesse and almost like an art form. So anything that's almost like anything that's underappreciated, you're just kind of just like I could I could have literally just gone to the K Roger and picked up a part or a party bag of these and just put them in the microwave. Yeah. I'll tell you one for the area. If you're wanting to, it's not like a go check out the game kind of thing. It's over in the cut for sure. But okay. uh, it's, it's called strikeout strikeout. Wings. That is the spot. If you haven't had strikeout wings, I'm yet, familiar. Yes, they're sir. on Nolensville Pike, Dylan, if you, you, you're familiar with the area. So not too far, not too far from right where you work. Um, strikeout yeah. wings 
that they're over by the the, the zoo, so you can go make a day out of All it. All right, that's, that that is some bomb wings. Uh, you get the they got the sassy sauce there, and mm. they're they got the they got lemon pepper wets. Uh, that is the spot that you want to. That I'm telling you, that's an off the beaten path place. That if you hadn't tried it, they are. You know, any of your podcast listeners that are from the from the area. And they're real ones. They they know. They know. That, <laughs> I'm sitting I mean, here thinking, look, like, all right, next off right day, strike out, have those a day wings, like strike out. Those wings are the zoo, tremendous. Maybe just get a little buzz on, come <laughs> back to strike out. I will yes. make a day out of that. I'll be happy as a clam. Exactly. Yeah, no, right. they, they got some the hook up there. So yeah, they, got no, some, they can do it right see, over there. So I, there we, I like to know the stuff that's off the beaten path. It's away from Broadway. As much as I like to have my. My evening fun sometimes no. in Broadway. Dylan no. hates Broadway from our last no. time we went there. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. No, just if you're from Nashville, Nashville, you're not, yes. you're we not. will go to Dylan. You know you you had a good time. Yes, sir. We will go to Old Red, and or you're we like, will go to Whiskey uh, Row. Anything else is non-negotiable. Cool. <laughs> we we made. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the rooftop. <laughs> we we made Dylan take us to Al Dean's, um, like pretty late the one night we were there, and he was just pissed. It was like his worst nightmare. But we made. I mean, it was all in good fun. Mm-hmm. We're not there all the time, so. Yeah. But no, it, it's nice to know. Hey, that area is the reason why when you watch Titans games, there is majority of the other team's fan base there because all these people want to make a whole weekend of it. It's not because the Titans fans are bad or they're lazy or they don't care or anything. They just know they can sell their tickets for twice the face value because these people want a vacation. Talkie talking. We're going to see Luke Bryan. We're going to see Alan Jackson. We're going to see all these down here this random weekend on the middle middle of October. They, they just mm-hmm. happen to be in Nashville this weekend because we're here. It's vacay. Yep. yep. And they come in Fridays. They come in on Fridays, and then they leave after Solid. the game. And hopefully they leave upset because of the time. Love it, man. So, Listen, Zach, I've had a great time, so I don't even want to cut it off. For real, man. It's been a great time. It's late here. I live in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and so it's getting late. <laughs> I got it's 920, man. Y'all doing this late. Big 10 after day. It is as bad. That'd be great. (laughs) Yes, this is like the Pac-12 after dark. That's for sure. But listen, Zach, I had a great time. I know Dylan had a good time. We appreciate you coming on. Um, We're uh, looking forward to following your content Mm -hmm. throughout the season, all this Titans talk and just sports talk in general. I love it, man. So we appreciate it. Yeah, you got my connection. Oh, so yeah. anything, you know, if y'all want me back on, whatever, just hit me up. And absolutely, I man. Too. Thanks, thanks so much for letting me come on and hang out yeah. with the podcast. Once again, Rob can go rocks. So you know, Zach's I'm, in. The, I'm the new third Rob's host out. of this show. Official that's announcement. Just, that's just sorry, Rob. Is, so. You're out of here. Awesome. Listen, man, again, you know? thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the tribe has spoken, Rob. You're out. But until next time, listeners, tighten up. <laughs> Just for this episode, I won't I won't say tighten up next time. Go birds.